What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of New York Only, brought to you by SportsMe. Go and download SportsMe today to battle anybody that's on the app. Battle any New Yorkers that's on the app. We have new people every single day that are making battles and posting their hot takes. So please come and join us and download SportsMe today. I'm here with my co-host, Salvatore. How is it going? Doing well. How are you doing? Doing good. I, uh, I just want to have a quick 30-second plug for your new podcast, Word on the Block Pod, which you guys can find on the uh, Sports Me podcast feed. So what is your new podcast about? Yeah, pretty much uh, me and a couple other guys from Sports Me breaking down some off-season rumors or in-season rumors, trades, signings, uh, you know, possible things that might be going down throughout MLB, NBA, sprinkling some NFL, you know, Definitely tune in if you want to hear the latest updates, things you may not be hearing, possibilities. Definitely give it a listen. It's definitely interesting. And again, you guys can see that on the feed as well on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And today we have a special guest, Hasneen, who is a co-host of another show on this feed, Fantasy Dimes. Hasneen, how is it going? It's good, man. How's everything with you guys? It's going all right. Uh, you know, you also have a show. Fantasy Dimes. Explain your 30-second Sports Me promo for it. <laughs> yeah, um, Fantasy Dimes, basically, we are talking about fantasy football all season, uh, moves you can make, deadline deals, trades, all that good stuff, uh, who you should start, who you shouldn't. And uh, recently, we've been getting more into just NFL part of it also. So now we're transitioning more into half fantasy, half NFL, just talking straight NFL guys, who do you start, like, who's better, who debates about quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks, all that good stuff. And again, that is over on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for joining today. So we're going to be talking about football first. Um, the New York Giants have won three in a row. Um, we are finally kind of on a, on a very interesting path to first place in the NFC East. Uh, it's it's very it's very strange say you know seeing a four and seven team and they are first place um, they're doing they're doing really well probably the best team in the East in my opinion not just because of the biasy of me being a Giants fan but just because of our stellar defense and I think our our offense is definitely coming coming together it does suck with Daniel Jones um, I think he won't be playing next week, which sucks. Um, so we'll see what happens with good old Colt McCoy, a quarterback. It's <laughs> trying to get to five and seven. Um, yeah. How's name? When you look at the giants, when you look at the NFC East being the garbage division, what are your thoughts on the giants? And do you think, is there any chance with them hosting a first round playoff game? Do you see any chance of them? upsetting a couple teams in the NFC? I mean, I can't really, honestly, as heartbreaking as it is being a New Yorker, I cannot see them making the playoffs because they do have a tough schedule coming up. The next four games are the Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, and Ravens. So, I mean, if they can maybe win two of those, then they beat the Cowboys week 17, yeah, but it's going to be tough to win even one or two of those games, for sure. Yeah, and... uh you know, Sal, I mean, looking at this from the Jets' perspective and just laughing at fumbles and laughing at losing and you actually wanting to lose, 
What are, you, what are your thoughts about the Jets now going 0-11, looking shambolic against Miami? Um, and also, you know, it was very interesting hearing from Adam Gase in, in his post-game conference, and he didn't really know what to say, and it just feels like he's just at a loss for words, and he's he's really trying to get this team together, but I don't know. I mean, if you're Adam Gase, I mean, you, 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 you got to know there's nothing really else much that you can really say season's over. You have five games left for yourself. Maybe you'll salvage a game just for, you know, your self dignity. But at this point, the jets aren't going anywhere. You're, you know, you're not going to have a job after five games, you're going to get fired. So if you want to look at any bright spot for the jets, you see someone like Makai Becton, who they drafted in the first round, big offensive lineman. He's having a pro bowl caliber season. And you look at the past three weeks, actually, that I found something interesting. Rashad Perryman has had some th- has had three very very good games with the Jets. They picked him up at this offseason. These last three games, he's been very impressive. He's clearly been the number one guy that Jets hoped he'd be when they signed them, at least for this year. But that yeah, all you could do at this point is just take any bright spot you can. You're not you're probably not going to win games, but just try and take something from every game. Maybe you could build towards next year and beyond. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree it's just it's just uh it's just funny just seeing the Jets just absolutely lose for the reason of only getting to Trevor Lawrence and who knows next season if Trevor Lawrence will even pull a uh a a Eli Manning and not even want to play for the Jets (laughs) so we'll see what happens about that um don't have a terrible future if we look at it the receivers are not bad Perriman is up there Mims is up there um, they have potential. It's just a matter of finding a new coach and a new quarterback, probably. That's it. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, I know there's some people who still believe in Donald. They believe that you know, if he had a better support system around him, better coach, he might be a little better than what he is now. But I mean, I guess to some extent, I do see that. But I just don't see the Jets being able to provide it for him in this short time frame that they ha- are going to have with him. But you know, the way he played. This past Sunday, you know, if there's people who, you know, you you want Trevor Lawrence, I think you feel a lot better about it now. You know, you go get Lawrence. Hopefully they hopefully they just get the number one pick. You get Lawrence and you try and trade Donald and whatever you can get back for him, I guess you'll take at this point. It's true. So we'll see what happens if the Giants can make it to the playoffs at a very terrible, terrible record, and they will be hosting a playoff game. <laughs> and then for the Jets, we can see if they'll they'll go to the famous 0-16. We'll see what happens on those two fronts. So moving on to college basketball, more specifically St. John's. Um, we have a 3-0 and start to our season, barely beating St. Peter's, um, and then beating LaSalle, and then going into Bubbleville and beating, surprisingly, Boston College. Um, so I was very shocked about us winning. It was a very high scoring game. So there was no defense whatsoever. <laughs> um, what are you guys thoughts on St. John's going three and zero to start the season? Shockingly go three and zero to start the season in my opinion, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think for me, uh, Boston college is a sneaky team. It was a good test for St. John's. Boston college played Villanova very tough. They beat, a pretty good unranked Rhode Island team a couple nights ago. So I think this is a good win for St. John's. But obviously, if you're a fan of St. John's or if you're on the team, obviously if you're Mike Anderson, you don't like the way they closed that game out. They had a 20-point lead 
in the second half and they watched it become a one point game with about a minute to go. So they definitely got to find a way to close out games better. They almost did the same thing against St. Peter's where they're definitely in danger of losing that game as well. So, you know, this team definitely has potential. They have new recruits that came in like Pasha Alexander, Vince Cole, among others, Julian Champagne, who was there last year. He absolutely balled out. I think he had like, he had 29 points, 10 rebounds. He, he was phenomenal. So they do have guys in the program that, you know, that are, are good building blocks to try and create a successful program. Mike Anderson seems like he's a very good coach. As everyone knows, never been under 500. Hopefully he can continue that this year. But that's definitely a solid win. Hopefully they could keep it going. Yeah, I mean, but it is St. John's. A couple, I think it was last year or a couple years ago, they started off crazy record, undefeated. And then all of a sudden they just went downhill. So, I mean... As much as we all went to St. John's, I think we all love St. John's, but just be careful sometimes with them taking them so high. Um, maybe give it some time before we put them up there with, with some of the Villanovas and stuff like that. Yeah. Putting it up with Villanova. And again, uh, we're playing Texas Tech next, I believe, right? So, I th- you know, I think that game uh, is going to get canceled because uh, oh. St. John's was. Uh, I think they didn't because of like COVID concerns. I think that game might not be. Played. Oh, okay. So, but so, oh, I didn't even know that. I'm so. not sure. Yeah, I, I, I completely forgot about that. Yeah, but they're probably going to rework the schedule. I'm, I'm almost positive. I don't think that game is going to get played. You but know, John's yeah, played. They already canceled it. They already. Oh, they already canceled it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so. you know, them going to Texas Tech, a really tough team, and, and uh, I think that was going to be their their ultimate test, and I didn't know what they were going to bring. So, but I'm just going to have to wait and see later down the road about Texas Tech. Um, you know, in St. John's, they were ranked, I think, ninth in the Big East preseason polls. Um, you guys think that they're going to stick to – um, ninth, or do you think they're going to go up the ladder and shock some people? Hasnane, you want to go first? Yeah, you got it. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, it's St. John's. You never know what you get, but um, you have no faith, I, bro. I, hope, <laughs> I mean, I hope that they stay up there or they go even higher somehow. But I mean, I don't know, man. It, it's tough. I've I've watched in the past couple of seasons. We've been there. We've been to some of the games, and it just always hurts, man. It, it's like so promising, and then all of a sudden they just take it away from you. So I, I give it time before I put them anywhere in that kind of ranking for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you really can't blame them for being for not being optimistic, but obviously they're not in the same category as like Villanova, like you said, or any of those top teams. But I think I don't think anyone really expects St. John's to be this juggernaut in the Big East or even make the tournament. If they do, I mean that that's it's great. It's definitely a step towards in the right direction of building a great program that's consistent. But I think this year is just more of getting some chemistry down with some of the new recruits and, you know, just keep, keep the process going of being competitive, playing good defense and just building a culture. So, I mean, that's all I guess you can really hope for. Anything more is pretty much just being spoiled at that point. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with St. John's promising start, but can they keep their composure? History show not. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> Moving on to baseball, a little bit of baseball, a little bit of news that happened a couple hours ago. Um, Trevor May, a former Twins reliever, has going is going to the Mets for two years, like 
15 million, something like that. So is Trevor May the first of a domino effect for, for the Steve Cohen Mets and them getting all the pieces that they need necessary to become a contender? Is Trevor May the first of many free agents to come to the Mets? I, I think so personally. And I think, yeah, Trevor definitely. May, I think Trevor May is a really, really good pickup for them. You know, the bullpen has definitely been an area of need for the Mets the past couple of years. They've been slowly trying to add on piece by piece to it. And I think Trevor May is a very good building block. I actually wanted the Yankees to try and target him maybe as a Yankee fan. This Just looking at some of his stats, he had a 14-66. K through nine innings, that's definitely impressive, especially for a relief pitcher. Good ERA, has good stuff, has pitched in the playoffs in, in recent times. So I think this is definitely a good move by the Mets. It definitely doesn't cost them that much either. So definitely gives them a lot of room to still go after some big names. Everyone knows they're interested in the Trevor Bowers and the George Springers and all those guys. So we'll see, you know, I think there's definitely some more moves to be made. Yeah. I think as a Yankee fan, you kind of hope that they were going to go for him and try and sign him. Um, they've made those kind of signings. If you look Tommy, Tommy Canley in the past, not a big name, but he's, since he's been on the Yankees, he's provided a lot of help in that bullpen. And I think that helped them mess. They have their starters, their starting guys, uh, Stroman, Syndergaard, DeGrom. Uh, but with Diaz blowing up over there every game, it seems like uh, it's definitely good that they needed that relieving help for sure. Yeah, and I, and I can agree with you guys. I think for the Mets, um, it's definitely going to be a domino effect and you're going to see some s- surprising names go there. And we've, we've talked about that before with our Mets correspondent, Jack. I, I mean – you're going to see Trevor <laughs> Mets correspondent. You're going to see Trevor Bauer possibly go there. And then George Springer might go there. So, I mean, who knows? Um, but I think they'll have enough talent and they'll have enough pickups to overtake the Braves. It's going to be a hot take, but I think the Bra- I think the Mets are going to win the East um, next season, you know, and if anybody disagrees with me, you can download sports me. You See that plug that there? That was that was an awesome professional plug. <laughs> so so everybody go download Sports Me to battle me about that claim. Battle anybody that was that's about all those claims possible. Um, be right back in once, and that's gonna wrap everything up with this episode of New York Only. Again, go and download Sports Me. Battle any of the New Yorkers that are on the app. Battle anybody that's on the app about any topics. I want to thank Hasnain for coming on as a guest. Um, you guys can go and listen to Fantasy Dimes. You guys can also go on Sports Me and battle him at Fantasy Dimes. Haz, is that right? Yes, sir. I just thought uh, of something before we go. Uh, okay. New Yorker, Nate Robinson. Oh, I forgot oh, about him. Oh. He was in New York. Do you really want to talk about, about that? Do you, listen, do you, he, he probably forgot too. I, I completely forgot. I think the Nate, the Nate Robinson anymore. challenge, the Nate Robinson challenge is going <laughs> everywhere across social media. Of course, uh, of course, he was wearing Nick clothes too. I know. That's why, That's why he got knocked out because he was wearing. I saw. Nick I saw a great tweet. It said Nate Robinson was not wearing New York Knicks colors, and and this guy's a Yankees fan. He was wearing Mets colors. <laughs> he, he just sucks so he was just They're so the same bad color. it's okay they both suck to be right. fair 
did you guys think he was really going to win that fight? Uh, you really I, think he was going to win? No, no shot. I didn't think he was going to win, but I didn't think that would happen. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a lot happen. closer. I, I, yeah, I like he looked like he had no idea what he was doing at all. Like now, you kind of yeah. Now you have to respect Jake Paul like a lot more now, which is just yeah. Nate Robinson annoying. got hit eight. I think Jake Paul landed eight punches, and five of them Nate Robinson fell to the floor. <laughs> That's another not disgrace. Serious. It's another New York disgrace. Another, another New York, New York disgrace. It's another my New York. Favorite, disgrace. My favorite part of that night was honestly Snoop Dogg. That was the best oh, part. His, of the night. Oh, oh, 100%. His, his commentary. He's an NBA contract. I would listen to him commentate on anything at this point. Was, yeah, he, yeah, I mean, he's so good at commentating on literally anything. He was like, He's commentated on, on, on hockey and on basketball. And he was so, he was funny. Yep. He's, just, he's just a casual fan. So he's just thinking and talking like how we are, you know, like over on the, you know, behind the yeah, curtain. He started singing say. about Nate Robinson getting knocked down and all that. That was hilarious. That was my favorite part of the night for sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I had to bring that up. This is a terrible note to end on. Yeah, but, sorry. Uh, I, just, I just remembered it. <laughs> that's fine. That's funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's funny. No, no, no. That's no, fine. The, uh, the Nate Robinson challenge is still trending. Um. NBA players did not back him up at all after the L, which I think was hilarious. They like they just did not, they did not want to associate himself themselves with him. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Uh, Samuel, I guess we can. I guess Nate Robinson challenge on Sports Me. I'm gonna be waiting. For Jesus your, Christ! We're gonna have a Nate Robinson hashtag on Sports Me. <laughs> um, I guess for I guess for Jake. I guess for Jake. Um. He's looked really impressive in his in his two pro fights, and obviously the fight prior, which wasn't pro. And he called out Conor McGregor. Uh, of course, he did. Um, he's he's out of his mind. I think what he'll do is he'll fight two pro boxers, like really low key. Like he, they'll still be like a pay per view type thing, but it'll be really low key. And then he'll beat them, and then he's gonna call out a big guy and. You know, at the end of the day, he's just going to become a, a professional boxer or UFC. So you got to respect him, but it's just really annoying. I hate him, but it's a whole other story. I want to see him versus Ron Artest, former St. John alum. Ron, Ron Artest, I think he would absolutely kill him. I think, I think Ron I Artest so. would rip him to shreds. <laughs> It'd just be another Malice in the Palace uh, episode. Like, let's be real. Like, all right, he knocked down Nate Robinson. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. Like, some people are thinking, like, Nate Robinson literally looked like he had no idea how to box or even, like. He was way too aggressive. He was way too he aggressive. Really, he was literally just sprinting at him. He didn't even have his hands up. It, it, it was just embarrassing. Yeah, his his hands weren't up to guard his guard his face. And then he got fucked in the face. He got punched in the face. <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, former Nick, and I loved how they like explained he was like a three-time slam dunk champion, and like he, he has like a a ridiculous vertical, but that has nothing to do with like boxing. <laughs> it's literally nothing to do with boxing. It's so ridiculous. But on that note, <laughs> you guys for another episode. We will be back next week. Take care. Peace. <laughs>